Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 16 of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. Last week, we were talking with Gage Coldwater about materialism, and we had been talking about the increasing cost of various things that uh, we're having to deal with in society today, unfortunately, and how we don't need to let uh, things such as that um, cause us to be down and depressed and discouraged, and we don't need to keep a materialistic focus uh, by uh, having inordinate amount of um, aggravation and stress uh, because of increased prices and inflation and things like that. We, we mentioned uh, the oil prices and we mentioned how the stock market is down and things like that. But anyways, we've been talking about materialism and uh, we're going to jump back into that discussion and pick up where we left off there uh, with Gage Coldwater. I think... Uh, my next point I wanted to ask in this, but I think we've really already answered it, but as far as materialism goes, defining materialism, I would say, uh, I looked it up online, it said the Oxford Dictionary Online defined materialism as a tendency to consider material possessions and physical comfort more important than spiritual values. I think that's a good definition. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, giving yeah. emphasis to the material, physical possessions and comfort rather than spiritual values. Uh, if if a worldly online dictionary can get that, then some, why can't we get that? Because sometimes I feel like we, even though we know it, we know what materialism is, we still fall into its trap. Absolutely. I mean, the, 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 everybody knows. I think everybody understands what materialism is. You know, it's it's an attitude. I would say it's an attitude and it's an attitude that states that the physical possessions of this life are valued higher than the spiritual. Right. And I think it goes to a priorities issue. I think if you wanted to find materialism, you have to look at priorities, you know, Colossians three, two, set your affections on things above, not on things of this earth, this priority issue. Um, when we look at our things, do we value them more than the spiritual? I mean, why is it that so many men choose to work on Sundays rather than be at worship where they should be? Well, it's because they're valuing the physical rather than the spiritual. Right. Um, you know, it's, I call it a filter. You know, I run everything through a filter in my life. And we all do. We just don't maybe label it the same way. But I, I view everything as a filter. And if if I, I put certain scenarios into my life and they don't come out the way that my filter says they should, then I'm going to change the things that are coming into my filter. You know, for instance, if I have a job opportunity that's going to offer me more money, but yet I'm going to have to be away from the Lord's services and away from my family and the important things in my life goes into that filter. And on the other end, it comes out and says, that's nope, that's a nope. You, you don't, you're not going there. Why? Because my priority, my affection is on God and my family. Um, but when it's materialism, what gets filtered out is God and family and the possessions and the financial goes through first. Right. And so people start, you know, but we do it with school, right? Um, you think about, I think it even extends past just the possessions, but I think even, Things like extracurricular activities and, um, you know, the pursuit 
what you might call the pursuit of happiness in America, um, doing the things I want to do. Well, my kid's got a basketball game on Wednesday night. You know, what are we going to choose? Where are we going to be at? Well, if you, if it goes into your filter and it comes out on the other side as I'm going to the game instead of, you know, where I would normally be at Bible study with my brethren and serving God, probably materialistic. You know, it keeps coming back to, you know, where are my priorities? Um, and when your priorities take precedent in the material over the spiritual, um, there is a spiritual problem. For sure. Um, what about covetousness? Um, I guess, could you give maybe a good working definition of covetousness and, and talk about how that flows into materialism, which is, you know, is it, can we carefully distinguish between the two things, but show how they go hand in hand, I guess? Well, I mean, like a, a good working definition is for covetousness, it's, it's an inordinate desire for anything. Um, now, in the sense of physical possessions, it being an inordinate desire for wealth and possessions, and particularly someone else's, well, I want what they have. Um, you know, for instance, you, you look at your friend, he got a new car, I, he eyes it, wish I, I wish I had his car. Um, so, you know, materialism is, you know, being controlled by material things and covetousness is allowing my spiritual to be eradicated essentially in my quest for that material thing. I mean, they're, they're, they're intrinsically tied together. I, I don't think, you know, they're, they're true bed partners. You can't separate the two. And so here you have, you have covetousness, which says I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get that. Why? Because I'm materialistic. Right. Right. So one is the driving force, materialism, covetousness is the action of I, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I mean, that's why, uh, you know, for instance, um, in the book of Colossians, chapter three defines you know, covetousness as idolatry. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm willing to go after whatever I want. And so it's a craving, right? It's a, it's a desire that really carries me. It's, um, it's something usually in excess. Uh, it's a comparison even, right? You think about how um, social media, it drives us in this comparison mindset. Um, everybody's always posting pictures of their family doing this. I'm on vacation at this place. I'm doing, I, we've got this new car, these new clothes. And what do we end up doing on the other end on our phones, looking at it and going, Oh, I wish I had that. Yeah. Well, now, now I've ventured into the realm of covetousness. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. You know, YouTube, we like to, uh, my family and I we like to go, hiking and going to different national parks and that sort of thing and just seeing the beauty of, of the country but with that in mind we kind of got into watching families on youtube that do that full time yeah and we be extremely careful about that because here's the deal well, i wish we could do that full time i wish we could just go buy you know a two hundred thousand dollar rv and just go see the country you know all the time how many people can actually do that very, very few um, people that have usually it's because they lucked out and somehow got a, a big sponsorship or something and, and they've got the YouTube views to be able to do it. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, with doing that. If they have the ability, 
as long as you keep God first, you know, but um, how many people can do that? And should we look at that lifestyle that's portrayed on YouTube or you could, you know, talk about reality TV shows, et cetera. Should we look at those lifestyles and be like, oh, I wish I could do that. And, and it really gets you depressed because you're like, well, I can't do that. I'm going to always have to work, you know, every day of my life or every week of my life, I'm going to have to work. And I can't just go uh, take a year off of work and do some of the things that they're doing uh, on YouTube and getting all those views. Well, what think- about drudgery, right? Like you think about how it makes you feel in your covetousness. One of the feelings of covetousness is grudgery. Like where right. you look at them and be like, well, it must be nice. Right. You know, well, that's a, that's a terrible attitude to have towards somebody else because of what they have. But genuinely, it comes from a heart of covetousness. Like I'm looking at them going, you know, I, I bought a truck one time. It was a new truck. And somebody walked up to me and said, man, it must be nice to be up for a new truck. <laughs> and I, I mean, what a terrible attitude to present to somebody else. You know, right. instead of being happy for them or, or thankful that they have worked to be able to achieve something and, and maybe have the tool that they need or the, you know, car that they need or house that they need. We're going to say, well, it must be nice. Well, that, that tells me everything I need to know about you. I mean, you're, you're, you're deep in the depths of covetousness and materialism that your life's focused on, you know, on that instead of, you know, you know, we're supposed to rejoice with those who rejoice, you know, somebody gets something nice. Why, why would not rejoice with them and be like, Hey, good for you. Right. Instead of, you know, I preached in a place one time and when I got there, I had a, I had a 1987 Dodge Ram Charger truck. It was a rust bucket. I mean, it was ugly. It was big. It blew smoke, sounded awful, yeah. but that's what I could afford. Right. And um, they did not like that I drove that in this one elder's wife she kept getting on me you know why do why we think our preacher ought to drive a better truck and i kept telling her well i don't know give me a car allowance then then i'll drive a better truck (laughs) and uh, so then i finally had saved up i was able to buy a nicer truck and then i pulled into the church building one morning go to the office i came in and she was in there she goes somebody must be making too much money (laughs) what you know like it's like what you're not ever happy with what I have. Well, what is that? What is that an attitude of, right? Yeah. You know, you know, you're, you're really focused on the material rather than the spiritual. Right. Um, and here, here's the great question. Somebody asked me this the other day at church and they said, you know, what are we going to do if, what if we get attacked? What if, what if our country gets overtaken by Russia or China? Or, you know, and I said, can you still serve God? Can, if you lived in Russia right now, could you still serve God? In the Ukraine, could you serve God? In China, could you still serve God? How do those things change who I am? And that's one of the big things about covetousness and materialism is it's going to, it's going to either corrupt us, it's going to change us, you know? And I'm afraid too many people are afraid that they can't be Christians. I mean, we even pray it, right? You think about the prayers we offer, and I'm not condemning anybody for saying this, but it kind of gets to the heart of it. We'll, we'll say things like, Lord, we're so thankful that, that we can worship in freedom and in ease and without worry of persecution. And that sounds really nice as a prayer. But could you pray that in China? And if you can't pray it in China, why would you pray it here? 
right? right? Because what we ought to be able to say is, Lord, we're thankful to worship you wherever and under whatever regime. I mean, what did Daniel do in Daniel chapter six? Even when he was told not to, what did he do? He went to his to his room, he opened his windows to the east and he prayed three times a day as he had done a four time. Right. I mean, we, we need to learn to just be content. Like it, it doesn't matter what country I live in, what material possessions I have, what matters is, am I gonna choose God? And if, if my circumstances physically change, if that changes who I am spiritually, that tells me where I'm at. Absolutely. Well, and um, I got to preach in there. Sorry. Oh, that, that's okay. That's really good. Um, we are to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven, not on earth, Matthew chapter six. And it's easy to preach that. It's easy to believe that, but it's a lot harder to put it into practice. And yeah. Well, I think people get confused because you read about people in scripture that are wealthy beyond imagination. Sure. You look at Job. He was, he was the Elon Musk of his days. Right. I mean, he, you, you can't imagine the wealth he had. Um, just unbelievable. But yet, what was he? He was a man that was right in all his ways, eschewed evil. Um, and people say, well, you know, and they, they misquote scripture to do this they they'll go to you know first timothy chapter six and they'll say see money is the root of all kinds of evil but it's not money that's the root of all kinds of evil it's the love of money it's my pursuit of money it's it's the control that money and the change that money can do to me when i love it you know abraham wealthy man moses wealthy man um david wealthy man but yet David, a man after God's own heart, but yet then people read in the New Testament to beware of riches. Why? Um, because many have ensnared themselves through with those, you know, shot themselves through with many arrows of sorrow. Right. Um, and so people get confused on how money relates to their spirituality. And, you know, can I be a rich man and still be godly? Absolutely. Um but it depends on your mindset. It depends on your goals and your priorities. If I'm going to choose God first always, then yeah, I can I can be a rich man if I can not let it control me. Problem right. is, too many people let those physical things control them. Job right. didn't, and you know, it, finally, what did he have to tell his wife? You know, you speak as one of those silly women. Why? Because she told him, you know, because she was materialistic. Right. And so she, she comes to him and says, you know, you need to curse God and die. Well, that's her materialism speaking. She's thinking about physical things instead of the spiritual. Absolutely. You've got Job. Um, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You've got Job's wife, who is like the complete opposite. And yeah. Curse God and die. Wow. Uh, those are two extremes there and we have to ask ourselves which one would we be if we lost everything that we have uh, all the stuff that we have uh, the material items that we have do we worship those things or do we worship the lord uh, we are going to get into what you just mentioned the love of money uh, lord willing next week on the podcast um, so uh, we'll get into that a little bit more let me just run through a quick list of verses uh, that deal with this idea of materialism and, and covetousness real quick, and then we'll be done for today. 
But uh, you mentioned Luke 12, verse 15, a little bit earlier. Man's life does not consist out of the abundance of things that he possesses. Uh, Luke 8, verse 14, go back a little bit in Luke, talking about the parable of the sower. What was that thorny soil? Well, it was the soil which represents the hearts of man that was uh, caught up and consumed with the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this life. Uh, it was the heart that actually initially accepted the seed, the word of God, but it got choked out by those thorns, uh, the cares of this world. And uh, that is exactly what materialism will do to us. Uh, you mentioned Joshua 7 with Achan uh, and his sin. Um, but also I want to look at another Old Testament passage there in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 6, uh, verses 13 and 14 says, Because from the least of them, even to the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. And from the prophet, even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. They have also healed the hurt of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. That is the uh, spiritual situation of, of Judah there uh, during the time of Jeremiah. Uh, they were completely given up over to covetousness, and uh, even the prophet and priest were given up to it, and they also were dealing falsely with people, uh, both in business practices as well as dealing falsely, uh, religiously telling them, oh, everything's just fine. Everything's just fine. Well, no, it was not. First uh, Corinthians 6, verse 10, covetousness is included in a list of those who will not inherit the kingdom of God. Ephesians 5, verse 3, covetousness is not once to be named among saints. Colossians 3, verse 5, we mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, we are to put to death, we are to mortify covetousness, which is idolatry. And then we also mentioned Hebrews 13, verse 5, a little bit earlier as well. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. And then don't forget this last part, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So uh, that is the list of verses I wanted to run through uh, toward the end of the episode uh, at this time. Gage, I really appreciate you uh, zooming in with me and discussing this topic of materialism and covetousness. Do you have any maybe final thoughts before we wrap it up? Well, I appreciate the opportunity to be on here. And I think it would just, it would benefit us all to just try to develop a filter in our life that would say, you know, is this possession, even if, you know, if it, you already own it, even, is it controlling me? Or if I'm going to buy it, is it going to control me? Same thing you could ask, is it going to change me if I have it? And if I gain this or a job or an activity, you know, um, learn to develop a filter in your life that you can run everything through and ask these kind of questions. And it's okay to ask those questions. Um, it makes you stronger, makes you analyze yourself more, um, makes us grow to be the people who God wants us to be. Absolutely. Self-examination um, is definitely a key part of the Christian life. Um, we're supposed to do it every time before we take the Lord's Supper. Uh, we're supposed to examine ourselves. We need to examine ourselves. We need to think about what if I were in the shoes of these folks that I'm reading about in the Old Testament? Would I you know, commit the same covetousness and idolatry that they were committing? Or uh, am I living with such a mindset that, hey, I'm going to put God first no matter what uh, in my life? Gage, I really appreciate you joining me for the podcast this week. Lord willing, next week, Gage will be back with us as we're going to 
uh, discuss a very similar topic, but uh, a little bit more nuanced in a different direction. And that is uh, a landmine to look out for, which is the love of money. Tune in next week on the Everyday Christian Podcast, and we'll talk about that discussion. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.